What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Spending some time reconnecting with nature this summer? Here's a camping hack from L.L. Bean to make your next trip the best yet. Tired of your tentmate's flashlights shining in your eyes in camp? Bring an empty half-gallon milk jug or clear water bottle. Simply strap a headlamp around it, and it becomes a soft white lantern for everyone to see the light. For more camping hacks, visit youtube.com slash L.L. Bean. L.L. Bean. Be an outsider. Welcome everyone to the Take It Home Podcast. I'm your host, John LaRocca. On today's episode, I'm going to talk about a match from the opening night of this year's G1 Climax Tournament, tournament number 33. It's been 33 tournaments. Um, this is, of course, the big tournament tournament of the year. Um, it's, uh, gosh, I've been watching these, well, since early on when I was tape trading. It was one of the hot tra- tapes to get. Uh, but you know, most recently from 2013, um, you know, with the rise of Okada and the rise of new Japan, um, you know, getting back into it, uh, made it events like we'd be at, you know, big Dave's house and watch, uh, the finals. Um, get a big group together, watch the finals. That was a lot of fun. So we've been doing that for a while. Um, and you know, during the pandemic kind of things kind of slowed down for everything for, you know, the world did. Um, but things are picking up. I kind of like, I really like this year's tournament. There's four brackets. There's, you know, A, B, C, and D. I believe there's four people in each bracket. So you're getting each night you're doing like, they're doing a and B bracket matches. And then the next night they're doing uh C and D brackets. I like it. And then, the, and the, and the winner of those brackets go into like a playoff and then the finals, of course. So it, it I, I kind of, I like this format and like it, it, it enables them to add more people to it. Um, this year alone, there's a lot more younger talent. 
in it. Um, they have a representative from AEW in it, Eddie Kingston. Um, so it's it's a way to get more talent involved, and I think it's it's freshen things up. And I I, I like changing the format here and there um, when it makes sense. And I thought it made sense. It really made sense here. And it's piqued my interest. I don't know if I can be able to watch every match like I've done in the past. Um, I remember one time Garrett Gonzalez, myself, and the Heartbreak Kid, Rubio, were like watching every show and like ranking the matches and and uh, and um, kind of comparing lists of what we thought was the best match. And um, it was it was a big time. Chore. I would just watch the tournament matches. I think Garrett would do the same. But I remember Dave Rubio, he was watching like everything from like the tag matches to open up um, the shows um, to the tournament matches. He's really interested in, he's really into those tag matches because they, a lot of those stories would bleed into the next, you know, then the match the next night. But it was just too much for me, you know. But, uh, you know, as long as I stuck to the, the G1 tournament matches, it was fine. <laughs> um, this year, there's, I think last year too as well, they didn't do tag matches until like towards, they got closer towards the semifinals and finals. But this year, there's no there's no tag matches. And and so there's no, you know, C and D guys working tag matches on the undercard of the A and B block matches. And I think this is great because the G1 Climax Tournament, it was, it's a very grueling tournament, a very physical tournament. And... Guys need rest, you know, like they, when you cut, it's, it's really takes a toll on their bodies this way they get full days rest and cause you know, with the travel and even working those tag matches where they're just, you know, they're not going all too crazy in them. They're, they're doing little stuff here and there. It's kind of simple matches. Still you're bumping around, you're moving around. It's just, you know, it's good that they're giving these guys time off. I'm, I'm really glad they're really, um, looking at the health of the talent. And um, today I watched the opening night of G1. So I'm going to talk about a specific match on that night. I'm also going to talk about WWE booking. Um, of course, things have been really positive at WWE. WWE's been on fire lately, but there's something I really have to talk about when it comes to booking that just drives me insane. Now, before I talk about that specific match that I saw on, on this morning on on the opening night of G1, I want to let you guys know our Patreon, Fight Game Media Patreon, is five dollars a month. We're doing free shows. Um, I think one a week every month, uh, every week, excuse me, uh, during this month of July. And our show, Garrett Gonzalez and I show our WCW '96 review is up free on. The Patreon. We are talking about the Nitros we watched leading into the Great Record Bash. Um, and then, of course, the Great Record Bash portion of it will be on the Patreon. You will have to pay $5 for that. But I hope you do because it's been a lot of fun talking about WCW 96. Um, it's been a while since I watched that footage. But, like, you know, we're just getting to the end, the start of the NWO. And I, I would say, like, before the NWO, and, that, of course, that's put, that stuff put them over the top. The booking, the matches uh, have been really interesting to me, like the Savage Flair stuff, um, the Rise of the Giant, um, the right. I mean, I'm, yeah, I know a lot of people don't like to talk about this guy, but you know, the Rise of Chris Benoit um, and the Rise of the Cruiserweights. Just 
you know, Dean Malenko featured more, Eddie Guerrero, and I love this the the Sting and Lex Luger World Tag Team Champions. Um, you know, Luger the heel, but Sting's the babyface, but they're best friends, so it's just you know they try to make it work, and and but they kind of got around this point in time, they're kind of changing it up a bit, but uh, but they've been Sting and Luger have been having really good tag team matches with various tag teams, so. Uh, there's one match particular, or two matches actually. One with American Males, which I thought was a fantastic six-minute television match, and also a one with Faces of Fear, which I thought was really good. So check that out. WC96 free on the on the uh, Patreon this week. But please, if you want to support five dollars a month, that's one less Starbucks, you know, you a month. But you know, it's going to a great Patreon with a bunch of great people. We have a lot of great shows on there. We have the Dynamite Show with Jeff Hawkins and, and Paul Fontaine. Um, they have a really entertaining show covering AEW Dynamite. Um, we have the Mike and JD Show. We have Robert Silva's boxing coverage, which is fantastic. And his, I mean, he's just a he's just a, just a encyclopedia of boxing history. So check him out. Um, we got everything covered on the fight game on the media Patreon. At the, for a five dollar, that, that's just a great deal. All right, let's get into this G one climax night one. Now I will let you know those listening. Me, you might not know this, but right now on New Japan World, night one and night two of the G one climax tournament is free. So I highly recommend you checking this out. I think you'll really enjoy it. Um, night one was a really good start. Um, some matches you could probably skip, like the opener with uh, El Fantasmo and Yoshihashi. It was just kind of there. I just not an El Fantasmo guy. I just don't get him. I don't understand. I don't really get the appeal um, of him. And Yoshihashi's never really been an exciting wrestler to me. So it was just a, it was an interesting way to open up the, the the tournament. But you know Chase Owens and um, trying to remember who he wrestled, but Chase Owens. I mean, it just you know, I, I'm not into seeing like just you know skinny fat guys in shirts wrestling. It's just you know, like why? Like like I, mean, I want to see the effort. You know, I want to see like this is a big tournament. I want to see like athletes, right? NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away. Specifically, the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui, and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else, like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, uh, but things kind of kick in. I really liked uh, Kenta and Tangaloa. Tangaloa had a come back from a, a serious knee injury, and you know that was the story of the match. And Kenta worked on the knee. I thought I thought that was good. 
a great match. I'll, I'll give you my top three matches to watch. The main event was Sonata and Hikaleo. I thought it was a good match, but um, it wasn't the best of the night. But my favorite three matches of night one were Shota Umino and Renarita, which is a battle of the you know future of New Japan. Um, this match was great. Um, I really loved what they're doing, like what J- what Gato is building to with these guys. Um, you feel like a Tanahashi Okada situation here, you know, or a, or a Muto and Chono deal here. So I really, really like that that match. Um, also, Yoda Suji, another great young athlete. Um, Versus Kaito Kiyomiya for Noah. I thought this match was fantastic. I thought Kaito Kiyomiya really looked great in it. Suji has been fantastic. She came back from his excursion over in Europe and then now in Mexico. Um, I really... These these young kids in New Japan are just fantastic. And of course, Kaito Kiyomiya has been a top Noah star and top young gun of the Noah stars for a very long time. So um, that, that, that match, I, I really enjoyed it a lot. Matt, the third match I, I want to point out that I thought people should watch is Will Osprey versus Tai Chi. And that's the match I want to talk about here on the fight on, on the Take It Home podcast. Um This match was going good, in my opinion. It was a good performance by both men. Tai Chi, this is his hometown. Uh Osprey, you know, he just you know, had that battle with Kenny Omega, won the New Japan US championship. And, you know, he was really dominating Tai Chi and Tai Chi's fighting from behind. And all of a sudden in, in the match, Tai Chi reverses the whip in the corner. He runs in and gives like a jumping kick to Osprey. And Osprey just subtly just kind of really reacts like it hit him right in the temple. And he starts touching his side of his face. And then he starts kind of stumbling a bit, or you know, can't can't get his bearings. He, like like he's he is really foggy. And I was like, oh man, maybe he's I maybe he's really hurt here, you know. And just the way he it was just so s- subtle. It wasn't like this big production like Will Osprey usually does. And I, so I, I was believing it. Um, but what quickly tipped me off was how Red Shoes, the referee, was acting. And, you know, if this wasn't a work, you know, I'm sure Red Shoes would have been in there quicker, called the match off, or definitely stopped things to get a doctor involved. But he didn't. So I figured this is just, it was a work, and it was a great, great sell by Osprey. I was digging this. And, uh, you know, Will Osprey, for me, like, it's, it's taken me a very long time to, to to get into Osprey. Like I always thought he was a very talented athlete. Um it's just some of the over reactions, the facial expressions, over the top facial expressions, uh kind of just never grabbed me. But his work in the last few years has been really good. And this year I was like, man, this guy is really getting it, man. I thought this was brilliant. And just like he went at one point, he was like telling the ref, I'm okay, I can get through it. And he goes to the top rope very slowly, gingerly standing on the top rope, and he slips off it. 
And when the when red shoes did not call it there, I knew right away for sure, one hundred percent. Okay, this is a work for sure. But the sell by Osprey is fantastic, and, he, and it's going for a while, you know, because you know Tai Chi was really, uh, really uh, beat down, so he couldn't really capitalize too much on this. Um, you know, eventually Will got his bearings back, and the match continued. And I was like, okay, that's definitely going to be a story going through this tournament with Will Ospreay. Now, the idea is Kevin Kelly was and Chris Carlton was really pointing this out was he's feeling the effects of that very brutal match at the Forbidden Door versus Kenny Omega. And so I'm in my mind already thinking like, okay, this is going to be the story that's going to be Will Ospreay each match. This is probably going to affect him. And if that's the case, I kind of, if I was Will Ospreay, I would have dialed this back a little bit because it was too much. Like, like it felt like this was the moment where it's like, could be the final night, you know, where it really affects him and costs him the match. <coughs> but it didn't, you know, it, and he, he kept fighting through it. I thought he should have been like smaller, like kind of like it gets bigger each time, right? Like a little subtle. You know, some little, you know, touching the head, groggy a bit, but he fights through, the match continues. And then, you know, just the next match, it happens again, takes longer for him to recover, right? Till finally, the the final match, whatever that's going to be, is the finals or a semifinal match where it's, you know, the fans have been following Osprey through his tournament and seen the struggles with this, you know, he finally succumbs to it and, uh, and it, it costs him the match. But... He recovered, and they end up continuing to wrestle, trading some big moves. At one point in the match, they're on the top rope, both men standing on the top rope. And Tai Chi hits this dangerous backdrop suplex off the top rope, or back set drop driver, whatever you want to call it. To me, it was a, it's a back suplex, but it was a very high angle and down. It was awesome. And I was like, okay, boom. If Tai Chi's going over, that's the finish, right? No, <laughs> it was not the finish. And they continued to wrestle some more, change some moves some more. Uh, and Osprey was, you know, at one point, Osprey hit his uh, hidden blade. And there's a great near fall where it was close to the ropes. But it looked like. At first, like the referee, like stopped his count, but really he didn't. Even Kevin Kelly thought he stopped his, the count the way it looked, and then the camera angle showed that no, he grabbed the rope. Um, it was a great, great near fall. That was fantastic. And later on, um, Oscar went for the hidden blade again, but Taichi, you know, ducked away, ended up hitting a, a, one of his moves and winning the match. And, and you know, G one, especially early on, is full of uh, upsets and. Make you consider this an upset, right? Because I think Will Ospreay is one of the favorites to uh, win the G1 this year. And it, I was like, like I said, I loved Osprey selling this match. Taichi was good, too. Taichi is so underrated. Um, but I just, I'm like, wow, this, you know, to see that out of Osprey um, really impressed me. But I just wish he would have dialed it back, you know, and just kind of built slowly, made it more serious as it 
the tur- as the turn went on. But here's my issue with this match. Is if Taichi is going over anyways, why didn't he just go over with that big backdrop, you know, suplex off the top rope? That was there's nothing bigger that they did after that than that than that moment, right? And that move was it. Taichi's winning anyways. Go home with that. And it played perfectly to what happened earlier where, you know, Osprey's have an issue with, you know, with concussion issue or, you know, a head injury or some, you know, of some, of some sort that's causing his equilibrium to be off. And boom, big back suplex on top rope. Perfect. Perfect finish. Right. And you could believe that finish. And so they, again, and it's just a for a near fall and it, it's kicking out of big moves is now a cheap pop equivalent of, to me, of a guy going into, uh, you know, Tennessee and making fun of the local team. Um, it just, we got to protect our moves more. We got to protect things. Everyone's kicking out of everything, even in this G1 tournament, you know, like just to pop the crowd. Oh, he survived. Like, like let's, let's, let's save some stuff. Right. And when, when you're going up to the top rope and you're doing a big back soup, I mean, this move was awesome. And you kick out of that, just it's just insanity, right? Um, so it was a good match, but man, I think if they would have, if Osprey would have shortened up that cell of his uh, equilibrium being off, and or and also went home with that backdrop driver off the top rope, dude. This match probably would have been the best match of the night. Um, it's just an issue I see with wrestling. It's like everyone wants to kick out of these big moves and go more. And then the finish is something smaller than where they should have went home with, you know? Like, it, 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 it just, I don't understand why people think that way. It's just, it's just, it's a lost art, you know? It really is. It really is a lost art knowing when to go home. Um, and they, they continue on and the pop. The pop would have been so big if Tai Chi would have home with that move because it, and and they just did it. It just completely frustrated me. But, but again, this is free on New Japan Rules. Check it out. Uh, late or early this the earliest morning, and you know, I don't know if you want to stay up, you know, early to watch it live. So I know some people do, but you know, night two will be on New Japan Rules as well. The main event is Jeff Cobb versus Tatsuya Naito. So uh, really looking forward to that one. I'm hoping. Jeff Cobb gets the win on that one, you know. I think it'd be a good, good, uh, you know. G one's all about, you know, upsets and and you know, not that Jeff Cobb is you know the underdog here, you know. But you know, Naito, it doesn't need doesn't it doesn't matter, you know, for Naito to lose. I think it's a a good uh, statement for you know Jeff Cobb to win the uh, this main event match on night two because he's been on you know losing in a lot of the singles matches and. You know, he lost his challenge to Kenny Omega for the U.S. title. He lost his challenge to Zack Saber Jr. for the New Japan TV title. So I'm kind. Of, I'm really hoping that you know he goes up on the main event. I'm gonna. I'm gonna watch it. Um, high, you know, G1's always good. G1's always a a, a fantastic tournament to watch. And um. Like I said, this tournament, those three matches for sure, just just I would definitely 
check those out. Um, you know, this, the main event, Sonata, IWGP champion was Hikaleo. I thought that was a good match, too. It's just I, had, I felt those three were just above it, you know. Um, Sonata's been, uh, you know, looking good as champion. I thought he had a great match with Yoda Suji. I really enjoyed that match. Um, um, you know, his match at Forbidden Door was what it needed to be when he's working with the underneath guy like Jungle Boy. Uh, it's just pretty, basically a showcase for him. And, uh, you know, you know, Sonata's fantastic. I think he's going to run the his block, but I can see him losing um, somewhere in the, you know, semifinals. And, you know, and he'll someone, that person will challenge him between now and the Tokyo Dome. But, you know, Sonata might not even make it to the Tokyo Dome as champion. Um, I think they should do that. I mean, they might have done it in the past, but I think they should do it, you know, definitely once or twice in the next few years to kind of make people really believe like, Oh, this guy's just not, you know, he has the, he has to defend the contract of the title shot for Tokyo dome. Like, but he, you know, he should lose it, you know, like, or, or the champion should lose, you know, going into the Tokyo dome and there should be a new champion. Like they keep people off balance, you know, I think, but Ghetto does a great job. He's a good booker. Still doing good, good stuff. And it's all because, you know, he have always elevates younger talent, you know, like he doesn't get stale. Um, and it, it, it works because, you, you know, you got the older guys kind of start moving down the card. The younger guys start moving up the card. And he's a great crop right now of young, talented wrestlers that are going to be there, definitely the future of New Japan. So check it out. G1. Now. Let's talk about some the WWE right now. Um, and I, I admit, things have been really good with WWE. You know, they've been on fire since, really since Triple H took over creative. And I know Vince McMahon's back. And, you know, he has obviously his strong influence. But, you know, as far as I can see, you know, things have been going really well, right? I know you hear reports like, oh, Vince McMahon changed things. And, uh, you know. But to me, like the show, I don't watch Raw. I can't say I am. I, um, I can't. Sorry, I can't hang for three hours of Raw anymore. It's just, I just, I'd rather have to spend my time watching something with my wife, you know, than watching three hours of Raw. I kind of keep up with just the YouTube clips, or if there's something that I see, I you know, people's talking about, I will go back on my DVR and check thing a, a, a segment or a match out. Um, but SmackDown has been entertaining and a, a good watch and i don't like watch it all without fast forward and there's a lot of fast forward like a lot of the women's segments aren't that interesting on uh on smackdown not not, not when it comes to the title picture like oscar bianca belair charlotte like, i'll watch that stuff but like you know some of the, the undercard stuff i'm not really interested in um yeah i know like you know but there's been a lot of success with wwe booking right now bloodline of course right one of the best storylines in wrestling in a very, very long time. Uh, one of, probably one of the best in WWE history, right? Um, that's been great. I think personally, you know, I don't watch Raw as you know consistently anymore. But it looks like the Judgment Day has been a great success for the WWE. A lot of people, the Bloodline takes all the glory it should because it's great. But the fact that the the Judgment Day is you know, holding strong on Raw, um, I think that's a, a big win for WWE. And at the time, like when Edge 
got kicked out of the group and Finn was put in. Um, I thought that that group was done so, you know, in a few months, but they stay strong. They've been featured. Uh, Rhea Ripley, the Dominic connection is over big time. Dominic gets great heat. Rhea is fantastic. David Priest is fantastic. Finn, Finn Balor is just, just a mechanic in a ring, you know, like, um, there's rumors that possibly JD McDonough is going to sh- join that group, but I think they kind of need to add some fresh blood to that. I don't know if that means Finn leaving or something, but, or Damian Priest becoming babyface, which probably will happen. Um, it's, they've been doing a great job there. Of course, you got Gunther, the Intercontinental title for a long time. You got Austin Theory, US champion. But things are all perfect in the WWE right now. And one of my issues with WWE is a booking crutch that they always fall back on. And that is the multi-man or multi-woman matches to determine a number one contender for a title. This past Friday on SmackDown, there was a four-way match with uh, Grayson Waller, Santos Escobar, AJ Styles, and damn it, one more person (laughs) that I can't, for some reason, can't picture in my head right now. But anyway, it's a four-way for a shot. It's like a four-way mini tournament. It's a four-way. The winner of this match, which was Santos Escobar, moves on to face uh, the winner of the four-way next week. And the winner of the... And the, and the winners of those two four-way matches meet, and they'll have a match at Austin Theory for the U.S. title. I, I'm guessing that's going to be at SummerSlam, the way SummerSlam's not too far off. Um, but again, they they just they need to have a contender made. We're going to have a multi-person match. Three-way, four-way, six-way. It just, they need to stop with this. It's Every week, it seems, on both shows. Even on NXT, they did the same thing. (laughs) It just means nothing. You know, a lot of things don't mean anything anymore in wrestling because everything's so so overdone, obviously. But this just one that always just drives me nuts. I just don't even feel like watching these matches. Honestly, and I didn't. Like... I liked everyone in, in it, and, you know, I I was hoping, you know, my guy, my guy Grayson would win, and I just fast-forwarded to it, and I was shocked that Santos Escobar won. I'm happy for him. I like Santos Escobar, but I just don't want to watch another four-way match, you know, or a three-way match. WWE just, just, they just throw that on every show, and it's always to... For the number of contendership, this person versus this person versus that person, you know, or, you know and it's it just insanity. Like, what happened just to have top contenders? You know, I'm not saying that you have to do a top 10, but can't someone win for three to four weeks and another person win for three to four weeks and then those two wrestle and the winner of that faces the champion? Like, why do we have to do these four ways in WWE all the time? These multi-person matches all the time for contenders. It's just lazy booking. 
They've been great with all this other stuff. But this is one thing that they, they need to get knocked on because it's just, like I said, it's lazy. It, and it's just, you have like no contenders. I feel like, like if you do it all the time, you really have no contenders. You're just throwing people together. And for example, this four-way, Grayson Waller, why is he in it? I love Grayson Waller. I think he's a future WWE world champion. But why is he in this match? And he could potentially earn a shot at the U.S. title if he goes through and wins, you know, the these matches. But he just lost to Edge last week. He just lost. So what's it? Okay, he's in there. He's a contender. He's had one match and he's lost to Edge. It's just, ugh. Tries me nuts. And I don't know if that's... But you would think Triple H, I would hope, would just kind of, you know, edit that down. You know, I, I can't see him liking that too much. But maybe he's just more concentrating on the the bigger picture stuff, right? And, and he has his writers that do this. And, and, and I can only assume the writers aren't wrestling people, right? And they just it's just like an easy, oh, well, you, you know, let's just throw. We need to put all these people on there. Let's just make it a four-way. And it's like. Be creative, you know. If you want to get more people more time, just be a little more creative. Um, but that's been driving me nuts. Been driving me nuts uh, for a very, very long time. I mean, I'm not going to do it, but I bet you if someone out there went and checked um, just this year alone how many multi-person matches on all three WWE shows to uh, determine number one contenders would probably be like 20 to 25 of them, I, 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 I bet. Um, they gotta kick back on that stuff. They just, it just, it just means nothing, right? So, I had to get that chance. I had to vet about that. Um, uh, but everyone, it's a, uh, I don't know how it is where you're at, but right now here in San Jose, California, in Northern California in general, we're having this big time heat wave, of course. Nothing compared to a lot of other places in the world, but we're Californians. We're baby with weather. So if it gets like a little bit cold or a little bit hot, we bitch complain. So this is me, the California bitch complaining. But uh, it's going to be uh, 100 degrees tomorrow. It was near 100 degrees tonight. Um, so either way, whatever you're at, whatever the weather condition is, be safe, stay hydrated, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend. Take care. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.